In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. A little more than 150 years ago, Pope Leo XIII of Holy Memory wrote in his encyclical Eterni Patris on the restoration of Christian philosophy, We exhort you, venerable brethren, in all earnestness to restore the golden wisdom of St. Thomas Aquinas and to spread it far and wide for the defense and beauty of the Catholic faith, for the good of society, and for the advantage of all the sciences. No saint has been upheld and promoted so much as the teaching of St. Thomas Aquinas. In the Catholic Church, when the Church desires in a certain way to make her own and promote the teaching of a canonized saint, she declares them to be a doctor of the Church. No doctor of the Church has as widely been the foundation of Catholic theology in the past and to this day in systematically all areas of philosophy, dogmatic, moral, and spiritual, as St. Thomas Aquinas. While other doctors of the Church have their area of expertise, only St. Thomas Aquinas is called the common doctor for the scope of his work in all areas. He once said, There was never a book or an author that I have read that I have not understood. Let us let that sink in. There was never a book or an author that he read that he did not understand. These are not the words of the most intellectually prideful man in the world or of a dishonest lunatic, but of a man who has been one of God's greatest gifts to mankind. Much of the time when God bestows particular talents on mankind, it turns to their ruin. Wealth, youth, physical strength, beauty, intellectual brilliance, and nobility. Rare are the occasions when such talents are offered back to God and his saints. What was, what was it then that drove the single greatest mind of all humanity to not only be for no selfish glory, but for the glory of God? The answer is quite simple. It was his purity. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. St. Thomas Aquinas was consumed with a desire and a thirst for the truth that affection, personal preference, friendship, ambition, criticism, strenuous effort, or ridicule would not stop him from searching for and declaring its truth. An author has said of St. Thomas's thought, if it is wrong to give up the it is not if it is wrong to give up the faith for the sake of reason it is also wrong to give up reason for the sake of faith god is truth and as the author and creator of the human reason and as the redeemer and foundation of our faith there can be no contradiction between faith and reason saint thomas said in accepting or rejecting opinions a man must not be influenced by love or hatred of him who proffers those opinions, but only by the certainty of truth. Nothing may be more asserted as true 
that is opposed to the truth of faith to revealed dogma. But neither is it possible to take whatever we hold to be true and present it as an article of faith. For the truth of our faith becomes a matter of ridicule among the infidels if any Catholic, not gifted with the necessary scientific learning, presents as a dogma what scientific scrutiny holds to be false. I would say that there are four qualities of St. Thomas that helped his pursuit of the truth. Humility, docility, faith, and charity. To more fully understand St. Thomas's passion for the truth, looking at the gospel can help us to enter his mind. In the eighth chapter of the Gospel of St. John, our Lord justifies his doctrine before the Pharisees. The Pharisees therefore said to him, Thou givest testimony of thyself, thy testimony is not true. Jesus answered and said to them, Although I give testimony of myself, my testimony is true, for I know whence I came and whether I go, but you know not whence you come or whither I go. You judge according to the flesh, I judge not as man. And if I do judge, my judgment is true, because I am not alone, but I am the Father that sent me. I am the, not, I am the one that gives testimony of myself, and the Father has sent me, gives testimony of me. Many things I have to speak and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true, and the things I have heard of him, these same I speak to you. And they understood not that he called God his Father. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you continue in my word, you shall be my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. St. Thomas sought this truth of Christ more perfectly than almost any other saint. If you have ever had the experience of teaching a child who is smart and yet humble and docile, you can teach them well almost anything very quickly. A smart and yet humble and docile mind is able to quickly see the truth and to adhere to it. Like wax, able to take on the form that the sculptor desires, so the mind of St. Thomas quickly assented to the truths of the faith and to all the inspirations of the Holy Ghost. One of the greatest obstacles of the human mind is sin, which dulls the mind and weakens the will. True intellectual activity becomes impossible to the sinner, for they are enslaved to their passions that war against the good of their human nature. Man was made for the truth, to discover the truth, to contemplate the truth, to enjoy the truth, and to share in its beatitude. Trying to tempt St. Thomas from joining the Dominicans, his family had him locked in a tower and sent in to him a woman of ill repute, trying to incite lust in his heart. 
Yet St. Thomas took a hot fire brand and chased the woman from him. And from that moment on, St. Thomas said that he never again had a temptation against purity. From then on, his heart was pure and ready to be molded by the Holy Ghost. Purity of body and soul ensures us protection against the great foe of the human good. Purity and cleanness of heart make us more docile to follow the truth that Christ gives to us. The truth sets us free because it sets us free from sin. The truth sets us free from sorrow, from pain, and enslavement to unorderly passions. St. Thomas Aquinas is called the angelic doctor for two reasons. First, his words on the angels and his teachings on those spiritual beings is truly magnificent. And second, St. Thomas lives so pure a life, it was angelic. It was the words of Christ that inflamed the heart of St. Thomas as he said, Truly, truly, I say unto you, that he who heareth my word and believeth him that sent me, he has life everlasting. And yet the wisdom and knowledge of faith wasn't purely intellectual. St. Thomas said that he learned more on his knees, kneeling before a crucifix, than upon any other book. Our faith is not from below, but from above. Our Lord said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. St. Thomas sought the truth of faith humbly on his knees with prayer for the grace of God to see what he wished to reveal to him. So important it is for us to know the truth that our Lord said frankly before Pilate, For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, that I should give testimony to the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Because of the cleanness of his heart, St. Thomas was given the grace of faith and knowledge of God to which we can only aspire in imitation. Our Lord confirmed the good teaching of his writings when from a crucifix he said to him, Well, you have written of me, Thomas. What would you have me give you in return? To which St. Thomas humbly replied, Nisi te domine, nothing but you, O Lord. In following this vision of our Lord, St. Thomas abandoned all his writings, say that, that they were as straw when compared to Christ. Yet the straw of St. Thomas's doctrinal writings has been one of the greatest pillars of the Catholic Church since his death nearly 750 years ago. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. My dear faithful, may we imitate our holy patron in his purity and the cleanness of his heart, keeping ourselves absorbed on the sacred heart of our Savior. May we imitate the zeal of St. Thomas for the truth, which will set us free from sin, and truth, which will bring us salvation. May we imitate St. Thomas in his virtue, 
so that our faith and zeal for the truth are lived in a concrete way by our good works for God. May our hearts be inflamed with an ardent love for divine truth so that we too can hear our Lord say to us, Well, you have written of me, Thomas. Come and behold your reward. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.